I'm George Faust. I'm Karaski Melvin, and this is Inside Cajun Nation. KLFY and the University of Louisiana at Lafayette present Inside Cajun Nation. Sponsored by Dudley DeBosier, official injury lawyers of the Louisiana Rage and Cajuns. Welcome to Inside Cajun Nation. Softball travels to new conference foe James Madison. Head coach Bob Marlin looks to the future in men's basketball. But first, baseball steps to the plate. And recently, someone who's been turning it up at the plate for the Cajuns, Julian Brock. The junior catcher picked up a pair of weekly awards, leading UL to four wins in five games recently. He hit four homers in five games as well and earned Sun Belt Player of the Week and added his name to the Collegiate Baseball Players of the Week list. Coming into Monday, he was batting 529 with five home runs and 14 RBI. Head coach Matt Degg says Julian's adjustments, they seem to be working out. When you will stay tall on that backside and just kind of <clears throat> do what I call play catch with the baseball, let it get to him, um, he hits it really hard. I think that was 458 feet, 110 miles an hour, the one on Friday. Uh, just super impressive. Then a 3-0 jack straight away. Uh, yeah, he's, he's uh, making a name for himself real quick. Like Now the team for the first time this season did not have a five-game week. And while there was moments of no live action for Coach Diggs' staff, and he would have preferred to perhaps play a couple more games or two, the time off did serve as a benefit for the team ahead of Friday night play. We've got to get some guys feeling good and, and right. Scary moment with Debo, but I think he's good. Uh, you know, and then just a few hitters with some nagging stuff. You got CJ with the back, which I thought he played great. Uh, but he had been injected earlier in the week, and then he gets hit by a pitch, believe it or not, right in the injection spot. was a breaking ball, but still, uh, Zambo's wrists are getting better. Uh, and then, you know, hopefully McGeehee will see him throw at some point this week and uh, one more week closer getting Toit back at some point. Now the three games the Cajuns had was against Appalachian State at home for they met the Mountaineers. Louisiana had won 12 of its last 15. They are hoping to pick up another conference series with ace Jake Hammond on the hill for Louisiana. Bottom of the first, one nothing Mountaineers. Cajuns are on the corners. Both runners steal. Keith Hood out at second. Ben Robichaux safe at home. That ties things up. Then bases loaded in the top of the third full of Mountaineers. Hammond walks C.J. Boyd. That would let Xavier Moranta score. Three-run App State in the bottom of the fourth. Carson Rockefort singles to center. That brings home John Taylor. However, Appalachian State would hold on to win 3-2. Zienna looking to perhaps win game two. That's Saturday, top of the first, two Mountaineers on. Luke Drummiller drums that one out of there in a hurry. It will be 4-0 in the bottom of the second. Bases loaded, full of Cajuns. Louisiana looking to get on the scoreboard. Connor Higgs would end up flying out, and that would be allowing Julian Brock to score. App State would win that one 8-5. So on Sunday, Cajuns look to get a game in this series and not get swept. Bottom of the third, no score with two runners on. Both runners take off. Peyton Lejeune scores from third. Ben Robichaux safe at second. Bottom of the sixth, 
Bases chucked. We talked about how Julian Brock's been hot. Here's some heat right there. A grand slam. His eighth home run of the year. Louisiana wins 6-0. It's going to be a really good series. They, they've won six games in a row. So other than Marshall, um, who's won like 14 in a row, they're the second hard, hottest team in the conference. Um, so I, I do think they're playing their best ball of the season right now. And then getting to go up there, it's going to be a brand new stadium to us. I think the crowd, I think the, the James Madison crowd will be great and excited about hosting the Raging Cajuns. And I think they're going to look at it as a big, you know, big time matchup. And that was softball coach Jerry Glasgow's thoughts about playing Sunbelt newcomer James Madison. It's also the first time that the two teams have played on either's campus. The two have played in Clearwater, Florida twice, each capturing a win. Let's go to game one. No score top of the first. Laney Crater. That single brings home Maddie Hayden. Top six, JMU up 4-2. Stormy Kotzenich ties the score. A two-run home run. And there's more Cajun long ball later. Crater, a standard four base hit, no single. And then Alexa Lang Lears, she wants to get in on the homer party. A three-run jack of her own. Louisiana wins game one, eight to four. As far as game two on Saturday, Louisiana won that one, nine to two. They capture their 76th straight Sun Belt Conference Series. Lauren Allred connected on a grand slam in the top of the first inning. She had five RBI in the game. Sam Landry picked up the win for the Cajuns. In five innings of work, Landry allowed three hits and struck out seven. Can the Cajuns sweep on Sunday? Top first, no score. Crater doubling to left. That lets Sophie Piscos come around to score. 2-1 Dukes, top of the fifth. Hayden's grounder that eats up the fielder. Maya Davis will come around to score. And then... Lauren Allred, she singles Hayden home. Now we'll move on to the top of the seventh inning. Sophie Pisco's leading off, and she takes off. That doubles the Cajun lead. It's 4-2. And in the same inning, Lang Lears with a runner on a two-run homer. Cajuns win that one. They get the sweep. Coming up on Inside Cajun Nation as college basketball comes to an end. Cajun head coach Bob Marlin looks ahead to next season and what it can bring to the Vermilion and White. This portion of Cajun Nation is brought to you by Lafayette Coca-Cola Bottling. Welcome back. College basketball news, men's college basketball. The Cajuns' best player, Jordan Brown, earned one of the biggest awards in college basketball. He won the Lou Henson Award, given annually to the best NCAA Division I player in a mid-major conference. Brown is the first raging Cajun and first player from the Sun Belt Conference to earn that award since its inception in 2010. Now, the Cajuns' men's team winning the Sun Belt Tournament and getting to the NCAA tournament pushed the program forward. Head coach Bob Marlin looked ahead to next year for Louisiana Hoops. Here's sports director George Faust. That future comes with many questions. Jordan Brown is entering his name in the draft. 
and Coach Marlin plans to do everything to help him with that dream of playing pro ball. We certainly support him, hope that he's able to get in camp or the draft camp and, and make a team, but if not, the option still is there to return to school. Really proud of him, and we'll see what happens. Certainly guards want to play with him that we've talked to, and, and uh, if he's not here, we've got to have a big go replace him. But we've done this many times before. Another unknown, the return of point guard Themis Folks. Folks entered the transfer portal early last week, but then told Coach Marlin later in the week he plans to return to the Cajuns. I gave him the honest information that I have witnessed over time with my experience, and he said he wanted to return. So, you know, it's still day-to-day. -day. You don't know what's going to happen in today's portal situation. What is known, Marlin got this team to the tournament. That accomplishment, he confirms, the one he is most proud of this season. And watching the way the tournament unfolded, believes the future for the Cajuns is bright. Mid-major programs are doing well. Certainly proud of, of the success. I know a lot of the coaches that were in the tournament and really happy for them. And uh, it's a different game today and uh, things can change quickly. Sports Director George Faust reporting. Now, Coach Marlin has a contract extension in his future. He confirmed with News 10 those that and the details still to be ironed out. Up next on Inside Cajun Nation, George chats with Louisiana golf coach Theo Sliman. Well, welcome in to Inside Cajun Nation. Thanks so much for sticking with us, and we are glad and pleased and honored to be joined by the head golf coach for the Raging Cajuns, and that's Theo Sliman. And Coach, uh, thanks for your time again. As always, we, we love chatting with you. Uh, golf is a game I don't play well, but I can talk about it with the best of them. Well, thanks, uh, as always. <laughs> thanks for having me on. I, I really enjoy uh, the support Cajun Nation gives our athletic department in this program, so thank you. Absolutely. Look, you've had a, a, a stretch of a couple of weeks here where you guys have been pretty busy. It's, it's been a, uh, quite, the, quite the journey. Uh, you hosted the Louisiana Classics during one of the craziest weeks in, in Cajun <laughs> athletics. Yes. Uh, didn't, we didn't know that was going to happen, but it did. Indeed. And uh, so just, uh, if you could just kind of refresh people's memory about what happened, uh, what, two weeks ago now, that yeah. uh, your tournament with the Louisiana Classics. Well, you are, you are certainly excused for not, <laughs> for not covering the Louisiana Classics. I covered it. I, I just didn't get to get out to get it. out there because there was something pretty special going on. And what a year before we get to the Classics. You know, yeah. hats off to Coach Bob Marlin and his team. Uh, so proud of them. So happy for them. It was a, it was a team. You, you just saw the energy throughout the whole season. And, and it was truly inspirational. And actually, you know, trying to get our golf team to to learn and apply some, some of those lessons that they watched their basketball team mm -hmm. do. So, yeah, you were out at, in, in Orlando when we were – we were here at the Louisiana Classics, and it was, George, it was the best one ever. I mean, a hmm. uh, dear friend of mine, and you know the quarterback, Brian Saunier, yeah. uh, from back in the 90s, um, he came up with an idea at the end of last year's Classics, and he, he, said, he calls me Huxie, and he's like, Huxie, 
what's it going to take to get number nine, the Phoenix Open Waste Management atmosphere of college <laughs> golf? And so I told Brian, I said, Brian, it's going to take a committee and a chairperson of that committee. And I said, you're both. <laughs> so good luck. And he just, he busted his butt and really, it, we put bleachers behind number nine. We had about 250 people. Yeah. We flipped the nines so that the 54th hole, the final hole of the tournament was number nine. Yeah. Uh, obviously a little bit more demanding of a, of a shot there on nine than, right. than it is for uh, coming up 18. But we had uh, Uncle T's uh, did a great job catering. Um, and then also to uh, Tony Sashery's, uh, Jude Tozan there at Tony Sashery's sure. br brought the Tony Sashery's uh, mobile truck. Yeah. So it's sitting behind number nine. You got Zydeco music going on. Just an absolute awesome environment for the players, the coaches, the fans and the parents of, of these kids that travel with, that they travel with, that you don't see that anywhere as in college golf. Yeah. And I can't thank Brian and all the support from the Vermilion Links to Oakbourne, to the sponsors, uh, all the support that we had with this tournament truly, uh, it was exhausting as they all are. And right, it's it's sure. a good exhaustion for sure. Right. But uh, we played all right. Um, we're coming down the stretch. We, we finished fifth. Yeah. Um, we were close, we were four shots close to, to catching LSU, which would have been a nice shot in the arm. Um, they tried to give it to us on nine. They had two doubles, uh, but it was just a little too late. Yeah. But, um, you know, Texas A&M defended. Yeah. And, and to share with you the difference, George, we flipped, number, the, flipped the nines. The golf course was playing firm and fast. Uh, we turned number 11 into a par four. Last year, Texas A&M shot 43 under par in 2022. Okay. We flipped the, 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 the par, tucked some pins, 100-year perfect storm of, of, of not irrigating the golf course for a while due to an irrigation project, four over par one. Huh. No, 14 over par, sorry, 14 over par one. So it went from 43 under to 14 over. Wow. Uh, pretty significant, you yeah. know. Uh, adjustment there. Adjustment. Yeah. But uh, yeah. had uh, the reigning U.S. amateur champion in the field, Sam Bennett, um, he struggled. It was interesting to see the reigning U.S. Amateur Champion shoot 46 on, hmm. on his back nine. Um, but all in all, yes, the, the Classics was a, was, a, was a huge success. Hard to believe the 38th annual. You know, it's, uh, yeah. it's, a, it's a long historic tournament that we're very proud of. When, when you uh, when you talk about <laughs> I, I remember when you were telling me about the fact that you were going to try and do that with the ninth hole or whatever. It's a, it's a great idea because it's kind of it's right there you know you can you can make that kind of atmosphere you can right? yeah it's, it's it's it sets up for it it lends itself to it well, not not only that but from a from a team competition standpoint you think about no no, no disrespect to, to to Oakbourne's finishing holes but 16 17 and 18 are kind of kind of uh, standard holes right gotcha. where you flip it and you have seven eight nine where seven's a par five that's reachable in two so you could see you know, if we're playing head-to-head, -head, I could make eagle, you could make par. That's a two-shot swing on one hole. Mm. We tipped out eight. It was playing on three's tee box for the ladies, so we added 40 yards to number eight. So you're looking at a, a demanding par four there, and then obviously the iconic number nine, yeah. uh, half island. And, yeah, and, right. and it was really cool. Um, as we're on television right now, we, it was on ESPN+. Plus. Yeah, sure. So Dan McDonald. Uh, did, a, did a terrific job. He had Danny Jones on the tee box interviewing coaches right. and kind of uh, having that play-by-play, -play, which was which was really cool. And, and then obviously, you know, the, the, the great Eric 
Eric Mouton from the from <laughs> Raging Cajuns basketball. Uh, he was here he, before, uh, just he, a little he, bit he, ago. He was helping helping Dan out as well. So yeah. uh, I just I'm I'm so thankful for the. You know, you don't see that. You, you don't have that support at these other tournaments we go to. And look, we have a heck of a schedule where we go to some big time tournaments. Mm -hmm. nothing, nothing like that. Nothing can compare to, to this. So the Cajun Nation needs to be proud. Yeah. Oakmore needs to be proud. Uh, all of the athletic department needs to be extremely proud of, of, of what we've done there. Let me ask you about this. I know putting on one tournament's a lot. You put one, this tournament on every year. Is there any thought to doing something in the fall too, or that that's just not not feasible because? No, no, no. Uh, I would I would absolutely there is there has been a thought of that for sure. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, and um, yeah, it could just because I, I I mean you know hospitality seems to be our thing down here. Yeah. yeah. You know. <laughs> and then you never work. know with with Louisiana Open kind of unfortunately no yeah. longer there. We could yeah. maybe look into the future of possibly a fall um, fall event for the to yeah. to, to help. Feel that void. Yeah, yeah, sure. sure, absolutely. Well, look, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk a little bit about the golf uh, that you guys, uh, what, y'all were just in? Houston. Houston, yes. that's right, that's right. Uh, so they were just in Houston. We're going to talk about that. We'll talk about some of the young guys that are kind of turning some heads for Raging Cajun Golf. And we'll, we'll talk about that when we return right here on Inside Cajun Nation. Welcome back to Inside Cajun Nation. Thanks for staying up. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And uh, coach, we did have you mentioned a little bit about the basketball and and uh, their run. That was during your Louisiana Classics, and and uh, yeah, it was it was quite a quite a cra crazy run uh, for them as they got to Orlando in, in the NCAA tournament, first time since 2014. Um, you have a, a, you know, obviously the goal in every sport is to get to your championship, win that championship, and get on to the NCAAs. You have a couple of young guys that maybe uh, ha have that opportunity uh, if, if they continue to play well or improve their play over this last, what, what do you have, like three, two, three tournaments? We have, yeah, two, two regular season events left and then conference at the end of April. Right, so so just talk a little about some of the young guys that uh, that you're happy uh, with some of their play and and what they need to do to maybe get better. Well, you know, as a collective group, we've kind of had you know a rough go this spring, uh, particularly coming off of a fall that we saw a school record shot and a really good finish at the end of the fall. Kind of uh, a bit of a little bit shock and awe for at the for instance for the fall, <sighs> the, for the. A little bit of shock and awe <laughs> to see, sorry about that That's stumble, okay. a little bit of shock and awe uh, for what we had in the fall to what we're seeing this spring sure. for multiple reasons. Uh, but as a collective group, this team can. You know, I'm not counting them out of a, as a team victory, a team championship, an opportunity to win the Sunbelt championship. Uh, we've got two fifth-year seniors that I feel are um, struggling a little bit with what's next, and they need to stay here in the present. Um, we have two underclassmen playing really nicely. Uh, we saw Eli Ortego last year, freshman of the year for the Sun Belt, and, and having a good sophomore campaign. And then Milan Potgieter uh, from South Africa. He's looking, if he trends the same way, if he ends the season out like he should, he potentially could be your 2023 Sun Belt uh, freshman of the year. So that'd be a nice little, yeah. nice little nucleus right there uh, forming. 
Uh, as for an individual standpoint, you know, any of them could potentially win the individual title for sure. And that, you, that punches your ticket straight into the NCAA regional as an individual. Um, and then don't count the team out. You know, um, we switched about five years ago to match play. Um, Georgia Southern is significantly ranked uh, as the top seed in our conference. They're a top 20 program out of 330 schools. Hmm. Uh, that's, that's pretty damn powerful. Yeah. Um, but the good thing is, is that match play, anything can happen. Hmm. And so the goal and the, 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 the goal and the expectation is to get to match play. Yeah. And, and then from there, uh, it's a matter of like you and I talked earlier, how mentally tough are you? Yeah. Uh, and it, golf is such a mental game. You have to have that that kind of level of like, all right. And, and look, I've coached a lot of baseball in my in my time. Like little kids, older kids. The the one thing that I've 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 learned is you have to have the so what next pitch mentality because that's it's in baseball. It applies to golf. It really does because it, you know you swing and miss at a ball. Guess what? You got another opportunity. Ba baseball and golf are very similar from a from a failure standpoint. <laughs> right. right, you fail a lot. <laughs> you fail a lot more than you than you than you succeed. Correct. But we need to see more consistency. Sure. You know, and that's the, the the you can handle. You know, there's multiple levels of failing and winning, but the inconsistency is what is troubling. You know, and and that's that's what we need to get cleaned up for the conference championship. We need a collective group. Um, you know, th nobody needs to go. If I told the guys last week, um, you know, and they and they really bought in and, and showed some progress at the beginning uh, of Houston, if your scoring average is 75, just let's shoot 74. If your scoring average is 73, let's shoot 72. One, one shot better, mm -hmm. not trying to you know go out there and shoot 67s all the time. Right. Um, but but yes, I'm excited. Uh, it's been it's been a good grind. Uh, I love the grind. And I'm really, really excited to um, to finish this season off and see this group see this group come together, and, and hopefully get a little shot in the arm from the basketball team and, and learn a little bit from them on, on how how that positive mindset and that positive energy just goes a long way. How how does uh, and if you can't talk about it, let me know because you know I'm just a journalist trying to uh, pry. But <laughs> recruiting wise, how does that work? And can are you uh, are you constantly out there looking for guys? Does the transfer portal enter into college golf? Yeah, sure. Uh, how, how does that? How do, so how how does that look for for you guys? Well, we're we're signed for 2023. Mm -hmm. You know, we 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 had an early signing in November, and we. We signed uh, two products here from Louisiana and one from Texas. Um, and then, yeah, you I mean, recruiting, I take one out of an old coach's book. He says, you know, recruiting's like shaving. And I said, what? <laughs> he said, yeah, recruiting is like shaving. The minute you stop, you look like a bum. So, <laughs> no picking, you're clean shaved. Yeah, so you I, know, look, hey, bum, look, but, I, I get it. Uh, I get so, it. yes, not, recruiting's nonstop uh, and, and, and absolutely. Yeah, no, it's funny you say that because that's exactly what I, I like. Man, I, I don't feel like like if I don't shave, but you know, I got the goatee kicking right yeah. now. So we're it's and all it looks good. good on you. It's good. Well, thank you, thank you, uh, Coach. When obviously uh, you've had the opportunity to kind of coach a, a, a good while, right? I mean, you've you, you, you've done this, and I, I wanted to talk a little bit more about Eli and and uh, what he's been able to do, and uh, just kind of give me your impressions of him as a as a golfer, as a young man, I and mean, he, he's he's one of the guys that uh, that you can kind of see your see your program rising with right yeah Eli Eli is obviously a very talented golfer sure uh, you know he's ranked inside the top 50 from a junior golf standpoint whenever we signed him um, 
but beyond beyond Eli's talent, um, he's just he loves golf. He, he loves to be in the office. He loves to be around his teammates. He loves to be at Oakbourne and 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 the farm. Um, he's a mature young man that he, he just wants to get better. Wants to learn. Wants to get better. Uh, wants to win. And it's you know it's a it's a contagious contagious uh, mindset. And really have seen him and Milan kind of. Um, really bond together, and, and some of that was by design, knowing that they're both, you know, starters and full-time travelers. We pair pair them up in room, for roommate standpoint to uh, yeah, sure. for that reason to kind of yeah. manifest that that uh, friendship, that yeah. friendship, yeah, that yeah, competitiveness, sure. that you know, that bond, that work ethic. Um, so yeah, Eli's you know he's a local product, and it's really nice to have to have um, to have a local product like that producing at, at a high level. Coach, thanks so much for the time. Really do appreciate it. Always a pleasure to chat with you. And uh, I look forward to the next time we get to do it again. Thanks for the support. I appreciate it. All right. That's Coach Theo Slyman, the head golf coach for the University of Louisiana as they get to uh, come to the tail end of their season. But the most important part probably yes. is a, as a, championships abound, as I, uh, as I like to say. Anyway, <laughs> we're going to be – uh, seeing you the next time we do this. We'll do it again next week right here on Inside Cajun Nation. Have a great week, everybody.